Huh? The last puffin. Yeah. It's his vape. <laughs> so puff. Uh, I'm thinking puffins <laughs> like the bird. <laughs> now. I'm not I'm I'm sober too. So Sure you are. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and as always, I'm joined by Aaron. And it's another edition of Queers Night Out with our gentlemen callers, John and Gregory. (laughs) 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 And tonight we're discussing the 1983 horror flick Sleepaway Camp. So let's roll the credits and we'll get right into it. I know how this movie magic works. I know what just happened. He just like literally turned to me and he's like, they're rolling the credits, Joe Murphy. And I'm like, first, first of all, I've seen this establishment before, so I'm fully aware of what happens. It's not your first gay bar. It is not. And I am a star in my own right. So I do have another empire that I that I follow along, that I'm I'm a part of, that I'm aware of these hoot nannies of you podcaster people. You just had to clip his scene and post as a short, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and it got a ton of views, over a thousand. Yeah. Like um, that. All right, so sleep like him. This uh, coincidentally is a second movie that we're covering that involves a summer camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, because last time we did a movie, John and I both discovered that we both love Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a hundred percent sure why you love you both love this film so much, but okay. That sounds judgy. <laughs> not judgy, just a movie of its time where it's we had Friday the Thirteenth, so why not? Let's just change the setting just a little bit and do the same thing. Well, yes, yeah. All right, well, so the opening credits were very long. Um, It looked like it may have been set after the events of the movie because the camp is empty. It looks like fall. The leaves are falling. And the camp is up for sale. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I couldn't understand. I was like, are we reopening the camp? Is this like Camp Crystal Lake? This, You know, when we go back? Or what's going on? Um. We start with two children, possibly twins, um, in the lake with their father, playing around, and the father's friend is out on the beach. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the eighties. <laughs> they probably called him Uncle, whatever his name was. Um, and then there's a group of teenagers who are water skiing. A, bo- a guy and a girl are the ones driving the boat, and there's a girl who doesn't look like she's having a lot of fun on the skis. No, but she made me laugh, and I know I wasn't supposed to be laughing. <laughs> when she's so all, the- look out, look, and it's off my <laughs> <laughs> So the girl in the boat asks if she could drive it, even though she's never done it, mm-hmm. and for some reason is driving full speed ahead towards 
a dock. <laughs> Maybe she didn't see it. Um, and I would think that the propeller would have decapitated somebody, but we saw the father's full body floating dead. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a decapitation, so I was ready. Well, maybe one was, and that was the uncle floating. <clears throat> in quotations. Uncle. Well, the uncle wasn't in the water, so the uncle should still be alive. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but we did see the life vest of one of the children float up from under the water, all cut up and bloody. So well, perhaps that child was decapitated. Yeah. But then we move forward in time, and they leave it very open-ended as to which child survived. Correct, which was what threw me. That's what I was super confused about, because I was like, did I miss something? Because I thought the nephew, Ricky, Ricky, was the boy on the boat the entire movie. So you thought they both survived? You just didn't understand how? No, I thought Ricky. I I thought um, she was the cousin. Oh, you I, thought Ricky was her brother? Was Angela's was brother? Correct. Uh, okay. So you, you weren't actively listening because the kids mentioned going to their aunts or uncles while they were on the dock, and they said, "Will Ricky be there?" No, that's uh, that's where I was uh, correct. I did hear that. And the what, what would you call the mother? The aunt. You're right. I think. Um, uh, um. Yeah. Oh, she's a piece of work. Just from yeah. what little part she's on the screen, I was like, oh, how are those kids? That check, that's the word I'm looking for. That's why I said, what would you call her? Eccentric. Yes. She's um, a little bit more than eccentric. <laughs> I've had eccentric aunts in that. She was borderline just creepy. She was like, hmm, I forgot something. Oh, I put a string on my finger so that wouldn't happen. And there it did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked her. Some people hate her. Yes, Aunt Martha. Aunt Martha. Yeah, I wasn't a um, fan. There were hints throughout this movie about the ending, but because we don't know the ending until we see it, we don't know that there are hints. Like the physical that she said, now, now, don't tell anyone how you got them because she's the one that. And I did not. Okay. Yeah, I did. I was thinking, why does she care about the physicals? It's just summer camp. Like, so does, I don't feel like they ever made this clear. Does Ricky know? I don't think so. Well, I guess we should mention what we're saying, so that makes sense what we're talking about. It's revealed at the end that Angela was actually Peter, mm -hmm. and the aunt was forcing Peter to live as Angela, because mm -hmm. you're supposed to have a boy and a girl, and since they already had a boy, they couldn't have another boy. And that, that so fast over my head. <laughs> I was just like, what? Who taught her that you could only have your children had to be boy girl? Right. Maybe she was like that. Maybe she was trying to have a girl and she couldn't. And no, she didn't have a girl. That would have, no, she had a son. She had a son, Ricky. Ricky's her son. Okay. So, Ricky, so hold on for, for the impaired like myself. Dad. Uh huh. 
what is Sad's relationship to and what's her name? Martha, uh, Meg? Martha. Aunt Martha. Um, husband and wife? No. No. I'm assuming they're either sisters or brother and sister or okay, okay fine. Yeah. So dad dies. And adopts the living child. The, the daughter dies. The son survives. And goes to live with Aunt Martha. And goes to live with Aunt Martha. Mom's and not Aunt, in the picture. Mom's not in the picture. And Aunt Martha doesn't want two boys under her roof. She has a boy, and she can't have two boys under her roof. So she. Hmm. I got it now. I knew that that's what it was. I, I, I don't want to be like, I didn't see that. I, I needed to clearly, I just needed to out loud connect the dots. It was too patchy for you. Yeah, it was because you know what it is? Because that's where it was loose in its writing that it just wasn't. It was just like, eh. oh. And then that was it. All right, I'm good. I'm back. So. All the kids, including Ricky and Angela, arrive at Camp Arawak to a uh, very cringy head chef who is basically salivating over all the little girls. I will Greg watch. looked at me and was like, ew. And what's <laughs> even worse is he's doing it in front of the other men who seem to just act like it's nothing. Well, yeah. it is 1983. I know, but I'm just... Every movie that has a summer camp, there's always, if it's in the 80s, there's that creepy guy that works in the food service. He he said, he called them chickens, and then he said, around where I come from, we call them baldies. I was like, ooh, I don't like those. All I know is when it was his turn to die, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was ready for that pot of water to fall on him. <laughs> I was hoping I could, so it's so funny because, so the first thing that I, I, that scene, the first thing I'm like, that is a really huge effing pot. I want one. I want to put <laughs> sauce in that. That was the first thing that I thought. I was like, I could cook so much tomato sauce in that pot. Where did he get it from? And then when he was tipping over it, I was like, bitch, he's falling into it. She actually was like, is he going to fit in that? Yeah, because I said out loud, is he going to fit in that? So the splash was actually cool because the effect, the, you know, the effects of it was really cool. But I would have loved it if he went in head first in that pot. Yeah, that would have been. But that happened after he tried to sexually assault Angela in the cupboard, in the pantry. Right. Isn't it interesting how Angela is like always completely calm, though? No emotion. No emotion whatsoever. I mean, well, of course she has no emotion. She's been living a lie her entire life. Well, I mean, like, even though this man's about to attack her, she's just kind of like... Mm. <laughs> like, the look on her face is just... Yeah, mm. because you and I are like, wow, she has no emotion. In her head, she's like, I'm going to fix him to kill him. Oh, well, true. Oh. Can you imagine what's going on? You know, I was curious, so I did some research on the movie just because I was curious what people were saying. Yeah. Because it's a very sensitive subject. And I I read where it was saying that the movie could you could look at it as this is what happens when someone tries to force a gender role on you. Mm-hmm. Like if the aunt hadn't forced Peter right. to be Angela, none of this would have happened. That's what so, it was saying. 
So your the implication there is that the lie in her life, which of course, obviously, who wouldn't be, who wouldn't have long-term uh, effects from it, is why she turned into a killer. Yeah, is what. Yeah, because we were trying to figure out what her motive was, besides just like attacking the people that were mean to her. Like, that doesn't really drive somebody to kill somebody. <laughs> All of us would be then. <laughs> um, I love Ricky. I like how he's just always ready to fight somebody. <laughs> he doesn't care how big they are. When he's like, eat shit and live. <laughs> uh, so the, the the boys, when they were like playing baseball, I'm like, did you swear crop tops like that? <laughs> I did. It was a fashion, but I also had a flat stomach back in 1983. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> none, of the, none of us were. What? I can find my <laughs> <saying. laughs> What? <laughs> oh, let's. <laughs> that counselor, like the people, I'm not saying what she was right, but the people she <laughs> were killing were just so high, like beyond just being a little mean. Like, yeah. Or a hateful. I'm not saying that gives you a reason to. Do anything. Well, there was Meg the counselor, which is like yeah. Meg was just like always <laughs> picking on her. Yes, M E G. <laughs> and then when they would treat Angela like she's stupid, like you, you know, just I wasn't a yeah. I did like Judy's uh, line. He's she's a carpenter's dream, uh, flat as a board, and needs a good screw. <laughs> I gotta bring that one back. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, when she was thrown in the water, she was she had womanly curves <laughs> because it was a real girl playing her. Um, I think this movie's noted for actually casting teenagers to play teenagers. I read that as well. Um, Greg said this movie would have made him gay if he wasn't gay already. Like those camp really? counselors? Well, the those short shorts? With those I don't think a shorts. single one of those can camp counselors were attractive whatsoever. That's because you weren't born when that was the height of fashion. So, <laughs> when a young man like myself is being molded into the gentleman that I am today, uh, that was the look at the time of my discovery. Well, of all of our victims, the only time I can like, were really cringy, when she just killed all those little kids. Yeah, what was that? Yeah. Nobody has an answer for that one. Like, I, yeah, the ones on the standing on the roof throwing that were they throwing stuff at her? Yeah, yeah, the water balloon. But like these were little kids. It was like Angela. Yeah. They didn't do nothing to you. <laughs> she basically decapitated her love interest. Oh wait, <laughs> <She did. laughs> not true. But weren't uh, the boys that were at the camp when she fell into the water? They were the ones who threw sand at her. Oh, okay. So her operata motive, her motive was there. They deserve to die. Cocksuckers! <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> That I use every day. Yeah, it's funny. Like in the 80s, they would throw that word around like it's nothing. Now it's like, oh, we, you know, we can't say that. They said peckerhead, and I looked at him and I said, is peckerhead supposed to be dickhead? He's like, yeah. Yeah, like that's what we use. We weren't allowed to say dickhead, so we call you a pecker. Head. 
So um, John was really so, excited for me to watch this movie because he mm -hmm. loves this movie. <laughs> Share to elaborate to why you love this film. Dad, we watched it. We used to make so bets. How film. many the? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> My first horror movie when I was five was one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. We used to take bets on what the final body count would be, and we'd make tally marks while we were watching the movie, and we'd make bets on who was the closest or who was spot on. This is what I live with. Uh, <laughs> but we John. also. John, another piece of the puzzle, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Well, we used to laugh at them, too. We used to laugh at horror movies and in just his, crack up because they're funny. I think they're funny. In his defense, yeah. he does have mommy and daddy issues. He had both. Sorry. See, some of us just had one. He had both. He or No, not mommy. We'll call him Susan issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I didn't see this until I was like, in my 30s for the first time. Me too. Um, I had heard about <laughs> it. I had read about it, heard about it, but it was never streaming on anything. And then I saw it on Prime a few years ago and I watched it and I was like, all right. It kind of, I thought it held up. I thought it was good for when it was made. Um, I, knew, I knew about the movie because of the sensitive topic that Angela. Yeah. Was, I mean, well, they would always say, like, oh, the killer's. Uh, boy that dresses up as a girl so okay so there was the scene where angela and what was her boyfriend's name ricky no not ricky ricky was her cousin ronnie ronnie is that it oh, okay ronnie. cool they were uh making out on the beach and he started to get a little handsy with her uh shirt and she had like a flashback <sighs> to her and her brother seeing her dad in bed with his friend <laughs> and them giggling about it. So I had to put this, these pieces of the puzzle together later for Greg. Because <laughs> he was like, what was that? And I was like, well, because she physically is a boy, she's thinking she's like her dad. She's making out with a boy, making out with a boy. Mm -hmm. But Ronnie doesn't know that. Oh, okay. I didn't put the... I just thought we were having a right. flashback. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Well, some of this movie didn't make sense to me in many ways. So I think it, this movie definitely benefits from a rewatch because once you know and you, you can kind of see the hints everywhere. Yeah, I, I should have probably rewatched it before. Because what people told me it was about is like, I'm like, that's not exactly what it's about. It's not just about, no. Angela's actually a, you know, that's not what, you know. No, that was that was the you know, the plot twist at the end. But yeah. that's unfortunately what the movie's known for. <laughs> right. I, yeah, because I mean it doesn't talk like yeah. I don't need to rewatch. I can quote it start to finish. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. My favorite line: "You fucking cocksucker." My favorite line was always "Eat shit and live." <laughs> yeah. I should make you a shirt. Yeah. Ah, merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I hated Meg. I'm glad she died. <laughs> <laughs> that other, the other girl that Ronnie kind of, I guess, cheated on Angela Judy. with Judy. Judy. 
Oh, I didn't like her either. Okay, can we all agree that the way she died was her flat iron was stuck up her vagina? Even though they didn't really show it, it was implied. I did have to ask. I think uh, I think I've seen documentaries where they said that they they wanted to or they shot it, but they would have gotten X reading, which wouldn't. Have... I didn't. I didn't think. Were they trying I to think... compete with the Evil Dead because of what happened to the? You know that's my childhood trauma. Oh. <laughs> what happened in the movie The Evil Dead? The girl gets raped by a tree branch. It like goes jamming. Yeah. I, I, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> trying to be like, oh, there's this has happened. So what's something we could do that's just equally like? It could have been. I would have been. I would have been. The the dots would have been. I think what one of my issues was about this movie is that the maybe in the original cut meaning like what we don't see the dots were connected a little bit better and then maybe they were edited because you're right it would have made it into a an x-rated kind of deal maybe in the post editing that little jump was where i lost a little bit not lost it like i knew what was happening but i had to be like stopped and be like oh he just shoved that up her yeah and he's like yeah <laughs> so it was implied well. It was implied well. You just see the shadow of her hands like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it couldn't have been pleasant. No. Um, I was laughing about the bees killing that one guy. Because I was like, he just died that quickly from bee stings. But then his whole face was covered, and I was like, oh, maybe he, was still, he suffocated. <laughs> maybe he had an allergic All I know is Angela was strong. And very creative. She was strong. To be a tiny, tiny little person, she yeah. was strong. Because the guy she killed under the canoe, or the rowboat. Oh, I forgot about him. Like, how is she strong enough to hold him under the water? Well, I had read something that maybe Ricky, like, theories that Ricky was helping her. Like, she wasn't alone. Hmm. Maybe. Well, we know that's not true because of the sequels. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> Do I mean, they, the they made more? Yeah, like four! <laughs> I have to watch all four now? <laughs> I told you. Okay, so we talked about her being forced to live as a as a she. Couldn't watch <clears> this. But like if she wasn't forced as an adult, spoiler alert, why did she actually have a sex change in the sequels? Well, that was something I was going to ask. Like, they never implied, like, did she, you know. She talks about it a little bit at the beginning of the second one. She does. Um, I have to watch it. Or was it the beginning? Or at some point in the second one, whenever she's telling somebody who she is and kind of giving the person her own backstory, I guess it's towards the end when they're kind of wrapping it up with some of the last couple to it's when she's in and when she's in the shack up on the hill where she's got all the people that she killed and they're all rotted. Uh-huh. It's when she's talking to somebody in there. I think she talks about blah, blah, blah. And then I had the operation. So she actually talks about it in the second one, what she went through with it. Well, in uh, the first one, it's very like, we don't get a lot of Angela talking about Angela. We, no. get, we get it through other people. One. Yeah. So, like, we're led to believe that, okay, it was just this little boy, the aunt didn't want two boys, so she made 
Peter become Angela. That's really all we kind of know in that sense. We don't know is, was Peter really transgender or just, you know, we don't get any of that, I guess, until the sequel, it seems. Yeah. So. Um, I do think it's awful. They always villain like pretty little liars did that with Char uh, Charlotte too. Charlotte was transgender and she was the villain. I don't understand. They do that a lot in film and television. I don't think it's right. Mm. Yeah, but see, I have I'm, I'm having a problem labeling her as transgender because it wasn't her choice. True. Un unless whatever she says in the second one convinces me of that. Um, see, I don't know. It's without knowing the full, fully who Angela is, you know, it's hard yeah. to... I'm not smart enough to do like uh, do studies or anything like that. So okay, well, well I was trying to read studies just to see what other people were saying. When we watched They Them, I had mentioned how that movie, some parts of it reminded me of Sleepaway Camp. Okay, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say on the flip side, did did you guys feel like they had any kind of similarities? Did you feel like there were echoes of maybe They Them did homages to this at all? Hmm. I feel like they them did a lot took a lot of the horror films from the 80s oh. like let's try to recreate like this feel well I definitely think that they tried they they did some nods to the original Friday the 13th especially with the way that Kevin Bacon died through the neck mm -hmm. that's well, how he died in sleepaway camp if you take away the big reveal at the end mm -hmm. it's really just like a teenage Friday the 13th or like younger Actual yeah. kid, for, kid Friday the 13th because they're actually, you know. I think setting-wise, they were probably trying to capitalize on Friday the 13th. Oh, most definitely. But they thought, yeah. what can we do that makes it like people go, what? Because that ending scene, the, that last shot, her mouth just... Oh, it was like... like it, was I, like, I, <laughs> it was like the metal reminded me of the, um, the scene in Beetlejuice where like the mouth was like huge and to be very honest with you like did they do that on purpose because i almost didn't look down because her mouth was open so wide well, I, I think i, I, I was curious about that i looked jones like i don't get this like what are they trying to show with angela here what are they trying to get through to me that well for her clearly clearly they used another actor's body because they well body. um and I just feel like with 1983 technology, they just took like a freeze frame off her face and put it over the body. <laughs> well, I just, is it because like, uh-oh, we now know she's the killer, so that's her surprise face. Like, that's I'm her busted. killer face. Like, I'm busted, ah, uh, you know. Yeah, I, the, the, I, correct. Was that her you discovered who I really am face or was that you discovered that I'm a killer face? Which one was it? Yeah. Or were they trying to make her seem more like just, a monster? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like quite, that's kind like, of what I got from it. I was getting because of the way that her boyfriend was killed. I was kind of getting like a cannibalistic, like she chewed his head off kind of thing. See, this is again where I need like some scholars or something <laughs> to analyze it. Someone who's smarter than me. To, right. You know, let me understand it. <laughs> but again, I feel like the Angela that we get in the sequels because she's an adult. 
is is because we don't really know she didn't really speak in this one it's just like a completely different character still a killer but like mm -hmm. i feel like you kind of know her motivations in the sequel what are they besides that she's just crazy <laughs> no the motivation of her killing everybody is that everybody's making fun of her they're not understanding you know we're reading into um why they're killing her because we got to the end of the story and like oh it's not because they were they they were mean to her because she was born a boy they were mean to her because they were bitchy cocksuckers were mean <laughs> to each other all of the time and you know most people either get into fights or they ignore everything. Or they kill everybody at a sleepaway camp. She went with the killing everybody at the sleepaway camp. Maybe she killed them because they were making fun of her for being the girl that she didn't choose to be. <laughs> but they didn't know any of that. She, she was just know that. No, she... But she I think if they would have just left her alone, she probably would have just sat there on that bench, watched everybody do it, Go along their business and not kill nobody. They just yeah. had to pick at the bear. She, that's it. I think they picked at the bear. That I, I really don't think that her, you know, her quiet personality might have been her just her personality. Not well, if you think back to the ant's house, everything seemed very perfect. So I bet living in that house was bonkers. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if she's having to. She doesn't, so my, in a sense, she do, maybe she doesn't know who she is because, you know, she knows she is born Peter, but her aunt's making her live as Angela. So there's no telling what, you know, like that can mess with someone being forced now, to be a certain way. I believe that bar the born the boy, born the girl part of it. We're just talking about being somebody. And being forced to be somebody else, whatever that is. Let's just like let's clean it up like that. That could wreak havoc on somebody. And well, even at summer camp, she's being forced to they want her to be someone she's not, play with the girls, get right. in the pool. Maybe right. she don't want to swim. Right. Okay. I wouldn't want to swim in lake water. You don't know what's down there. First well, of all, I understand, first. Angela. There was the scene where the, uh, Judy asked how come she never showers when they shower. That's another hint. And she probably didn't want to get into the water because she didn't have a female body. And I thought she didn't want to get into the water because her family members were killed in the water and it's bad. That, I thought, it was like, oh, her daddy got ran over by a boat. Yeah. Right. But the shower thing, though, I can relate. I don't like, I don't like open showers. Right. Um, I, I just I just want a little privacy. It's not that I'm ashamed of my body or anything. I just want to be able to there's one person out of my shower scrub, and yes, scrubbing places that need a little extra <laughs> scrubbing. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I was like, maybe people don't want to take showers together. Shut up, Judy. Right. But uh, just back to the homage of uh they them. That was how one of the characters were caught. It, it is. Mm -hmm. So that wow. is interesting. That's an interesting little homage kind of thing, whether it was done on purpose or not. 
Um, which is probably, you know, that's one reason the ant did the, like, back then, if Angela would have been caught, there's no telling what would have happened to her. Yeah. Not just made fun of, like, something worse could have definitely happened to Angela. But this wasn't Angela's choice. This was this was the ant doing it. So she would have been the one who would have been in trouble. Yeah, but if someone, if it would have went around the camp, some of those <clears throat> male people would have probably been like, what? You know, like, we got it. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't queer. Yeah, it, or especially because if that guy that worked in the food service knew that, oh, uh-oh, that's going to make him think, oh, that means I'm a, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so wasn't it kind of gross that the old owner of the camp was with Meg? Hook up with Meg. And she was <laughs> yes. Him? Yes. And one, she I was, was like, girl, it had nothing to do with him being older either for me. I was like, girl, he ain't attractive. Like, if you're doing daddy. It, yeah, if you're doing daddy. <laughs> and I'm a. I feel like that's such a like a trope of like the 70s and the 80s, mm -hmm. and these older men with these 20 or something year old women. And I'm like, the problem is that these older men who were he was probably 50 look like they're 70 back then. <laughs> I know like, people are aging differently. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, the Golden Girls when they started the show were like the same age as the Sex in the City actresses that. For and just like that, I was just like, oh, this is hard to believe just how much style has changed. Correct. Plus, there's you know, moisturizing and everything that's helped us stay beautiful longer. So I will looking at Gregory. <laughs> I will I will apologize for my slight sheen today, but I did have a microderm abrasion infusion, so I'm a little, you know, healthy and shiny right now and glowy, which I don't like, but thank you. <laughs> I do you do you not see what I have to I sit next to. Look how beautiful this is. Yes, I know. I'm so beautiful. I um, need to I need I'm to make not, sure. I can't help it. We're sitting across from each other, Greg. But <laughs> but back John, any thoughts about the movie that you didn't get to add? No? No. Okay, so let's grade it. Hmm. For the movies, we basically just do letter grades, right? We don't really yeah. Do yeah. Okay. I C plus. I give it a I mean, because to me it wasn't that original. It was very much Camp Crystal Lake. Just with a little twist. No matter because even in the seek, like I looked up the other movies, in her backpack on the cover, there's a Jason mask. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And she wears it in that movie. <laughs> and unoriginal. She's trying to get it. So C plus, I'm sticking with it. Now, Campy, yes, thought it was great. Still, though, if I'm actually gonna grade it and be unbiased, I'd have to give it a C plus. So I'm I just your your question of campiness. 
you're so what you're saying or what you're all saying right now i'm trying to like not age myself a little bit but you're like oh that's so campy and i'm like that's how i grew up like and yeah and greg you are very camping over the top in the best <laughs> way possible correct thank you very much. not a bad thing you're on my show tomorrow <laughs> no 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 but what i'm we saying is for camp I find it I find it very interesting on how I didn't think it was campy. And the reason why I didn't think it was campy, I'm not saying it wasn't campy. I'm just I think it was maybe because I that was my generation, so that was my life. <laughs> it was historical to me. It wasn't well, or nostalgic. I mean, it was nostalgic. I say campy as in so, like well the ending scene of her well, yeah, that was campy. Yeah, or the no. way she killed certain people. Yeah, and we're I, supposed to believe that this little. How old do you think Angela was? Is supposed to be like fourteen. Fourteen at the oldest. Everybody yeah. has everybody has commented because I read other people's reviews about it and how they were like, "Oh my god, this is so campy! This is so wonderful!" And I don't know if it's just a quick little um ageism on my part because everybody that says i was just like oh i don't not that it's not campy don't get me wrong it was campy but like i don't know that was the rose-colored glasses i was wearing back in the 80s (laughs) (laughs) so how would you grade it i would give it a c plus as well i'd give it a b plus john (laughs) okay okay I pick, I, I'm not going to pick something I'm going to give a C. No. I, there are movies I absolutely love that I wouldn't give an A to just because I love it. That's why you, you give it an A because you love it. No, that's you, not. That's <laughs> you get, you're allowed to keep... I, listen, this is why this empire is growing and growing. We have, you know, discerning Different. views... I liked, I felt like there was character development, which doesn't always, like, we got to know the characters before they were killed off and hate them, so we cared that they were being killed off. True. Actually, that was nice. Which is also something I liked about they, them, which I think was why the connection I was putting between the two movies, it felt similar. See, I didn't have it. The only person I thought I connected with, I felt for Ronnie. Well, I mean, like, feel for in a positive way, like, we we hated them and wanted them to die. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like it wasn't just like, oh, who's the next victim? Like people just getting killed. Oh, like okay. Like we had strong feelings for or against. Okay. Them. <laughs> gotcha. Which I like, so I, that's why I give it a B plus. Well, it's fine that you gave it an A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fine. I mean, there are lots of movies that I absolutely love that. If I grade it like cinematography, things like that, would not get an A. And that's one reason I'm saying for this is it wasn't the. It's good for its time. Well, mm-hmm. he liked it too, and he gave it a B. I know. You, a B plus. B. That's close to an A. Okay. <laughs> I love. I love. Here, I'll have a good example. This will help, John. I love passions. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly love it. Mm-hmm. There's no way in any kind of world could I give that show an A because it would not fucking earn it. It's one of the worst soap operas created, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> the stories don't always connect. We rewrite history daily. 
we victimize women, but the show, I like the characters on the show. <laughs> it makes me love it. But the show would not ever get an A in my book. Would you agree, Tommy? Oh, I don't love it the way that you love it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So it definitely wouldn't get an A in my book. <laughs> I wouldn't give it an F, but it wouldn't get it. Oh, no. It would get a a C. It'd get just C. Yeah. (laughs) Now, one time when I do not give a proper grade would be when it comes to Scream. Uh, To me, they're all great. Even five, which to me, it wasn't the best. But but from when they came out, they're the epitome of piggybacking off of everything that came before, and that was some of the biggest criticisms y'all had about this one. Yes, but they all piggyback off of everything. acknowledges that it piggybacks off of everything. That's part of what makes Scream so unique is because it's taking everything you learn in horror films and they're using it. While I am a huge fan of the Scream franchise, I do not agree that they are all equal. Um, some are a lot better than others. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I personally did like the reboot from last year that we saw. Oh, I enjoyed it, too. I did. Yeah. And I'm excited for Scream 6. I haven't gotten down the Ds. Because to me, Scream 2 is better than Scream 1. Scream 1, to me, it's the beginning and the end. I could take out the middle, and that's all I need to watch. I, you know, what comes to screen, but screen two, love every minute of it. And not because our best friend Jerry O'Connell's in there. Oh, he really is wonderful. He is. We should cut this part and tweet it to him. <laughs> he is wonderful. He's adorable. All right. But, well, you guys don't have anything else to say about Sleepaway Camp. Let's wrap well, this up. Well, I'll say I did. En- I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again, and I'm looking forward to watching the sequels. I, I might. I might now. Better. Yes, I'm now invested. I will watch the sequel. My so favorite's the second one. So All see, right, so then it did its job. Okay. Yeah, like I, my C is just. I'm thinking of it differently than what. You, are, you have a stronger connection to it than I would as well. But I've seen it fifty also, times. Also, like I said, I think this movie definitely benefits from a rewatch, knowing what you know. Okay, so my grade could change. It could. These aren't, these aren't final grades. I am giving the film time to rework itself and turn it back in. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. As, good teachers, as good teachers do when they want to submit. Yes. Like the time I told like the time I told one of my students what when they didn't citation stuff, you made a mistake and just forgot it, right? (laughs) Oh yes, I did. Right? (laughs) Yes. I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, being a teacher's fun. I'm glad I don't do it no more. (laughs) But good I applaud you for your choice. Yes. Greg was like, do you know there's a twist ending? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you know what it is? I'm like, yes. I'm like, do you? He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, good. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what the, I didn't know um, if I watched it because you pieces were semi-familiar 
Um, and I don't know if they were familiar because I saw clips of it from somewhere, but I totally forgot the ending. But I knew it was her. She was the murderer right away. I think that was the first thing yeah, I said. Yeah, he did say that the whole time. I was like, oh, she's the murderer. Let's go. That is an interesting thing about this film. You would think Angela would be the final girl. And in a sense, <laughs> she is the final girl, even though she's the killer. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a different take on the final girl. They're letting the killer also be the final girl. And we're kind of getting the killer's perspective in a film that we didn't get most horror films. Most of the time, oh, the, the, like, the, vil the villain isn't, or yeah. not villain, the killer isn't the main character. Yeah. There, you know, there's that final girl or final person. Yeah. But with this but, one, we get that. Yeah, but she. The whole time it was like, <laughs> like that's that's one thing I would love. I think right? the scream I would love. I would love to see scream from the killer's point of view. Just think that'd be very unique if it's done right. It is. It is. Uh, what is the Broadway play noises off? Where the first half of the act is the front, and then the second half of the act is the back at the same time. So that would be an interesting genre of movies to kind of make for the killer stuff. I like that movie. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another Queer's Night Out. We've officially kicked off our spooky season, Queer's Night Out. So you can join us every week as we cover not necessarily a horror movie because Hocus Pocus is coming out. <laughs> and I, I have to work Friday night. I'm so sad. So we'll be covering Hocus Pocus 2 next Tuesday. So be sure to tune in for that. And as always, you can find us on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next time, have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.